0: For us to be in this life. Amen. I need, I need my teenagers and children near the front. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And while they're coming, I'm gonna move down. And Seth, you can move down if you like to. And somebody bring me that podium over here. That would be helpful for me. Thank you, sir. Thank you. to the side. Praise the Lord. Oh yes. Yeah. How many of you ever felt that you stood out like a sore thumb? Yourself trying to fit in with other people, you still stand out because no matter how hard you try, you just can't be somebody else, amen. And you find yourself wasting your life away and getting frustrated and, all, and 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 disappointed and disgusted with yourself trying to be who God didn't create you to be, amen. So today is Youth Sunday. I have a challenge. Yeah, it's a 15-minute challenge. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. He said I am more than a conqueror right. through Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I'll tell you when to start the timer. But if the Holy Ghost says go beyond 15 minutes. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, we enjoy Fifth Sunday's. Because this is our time to speak to, without, to our young people. And, and so today, amen. I if you would just bring me my uh, little uh, props. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of things that's important for us. Amen. And there's an order that we're going to talk about these in. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I thank God for devotionals okay let's put them right here yeah I encourage you to read your devotionals if you don't do a daily devotional I encourage you to start doing a daily devotional and be consistent with it because it really does bless you and I want to encourage our men brothers amen I want to encourage you to join in with us in our daily devotionals And if you still didn't get the one we're doing right now, come see me afterwards to make sure. Because some of you all have either two or three profiles on the Bible app, or either there are 15 people with your name. So we want to make sure you're getting the right one. Uh, The one we're doing right now is quite good and quite challenging to us brothers. So we encourage you. But it's wonderful. So, you know, I've been doing for the last three or four weeks, I've been doing at least three different daily devotionals, sometimes four. Uh, because it's just it's just good and it's helpful. So today, today, young people, we are going to talk about what? Love. Yes, we're going to talk about love, okay? We're going to talk about love, praise the Lord. Amen? I want you to put it right here. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about, amen? Luke chapter 6, verse 31. And while I'm turning there, I found out that when you give a person two minutes to speak at a funeral, it's not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you give a, a long-winded preacher 15 minutes, it ain't long enough. But God is a miracle-working God. We can start at now at Luke chapter 6, verse 31. Uh, verse 31 says... And just as you want men or people to do to you, you are also do to them likewise. Now, there's another way to say that. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Can everybody say that? Do to others as you would have them do to you. Or let's say it like this. Treat others as you want them to treat you. Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, verse 31. When you think about that, that that first one is really deep, all right? Think about it. Mark chapter 12, verse 31. uh, It says, and the second is likened to it. Jesus is talking about love, all right? You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. First, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, there is no other commandment greater than these. So what was the second commandment? What was the first one? With all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and all your strength. Love God and then love who? Who is your neighbor? All right. And, and now, this is a real challenge for adults sometimes, children. And if you're not careful, it will become a challenge for you. So I want to help you today. The Lord wants to help all of us because sometimes we see the neighbor as the good person and don't see the neighbor as the bad person, all right? And we got to see the, y'all can sit down. We got to see the neighbor as the neighbor, good or bad, all right? So what we're going to talk about? Love, love, Love. all right? And we're going to talk about love from Jesus' perspective. We're going to talk about what Jesus taught us about love, all right, all right? Now, uh, who do you love? Jean, Who do you love? And who else? Your family and who else? Yourself? Good. What do you love? What do you love, Simone? What do you love? What do you love, Rajan? You love football. What do you love, Jasmine? What? Volleyball, volleyball, volleyball. Uh, Jordan, what do you love? You're not Jordan. <laughs> Who? Logan. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Logan, what do, what do you love? Huh? Cheerleading. Cheerleading. Who loves pizza? Now, now We use the same word, love, to say we love God, we love mama. How many of you love mama? Even though she's gone, I love my mama. And we love pizza or macaroni and cheese or chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A. But you know what? If you love pizza and you love mama, and the word means the same thing, mama doesn't sit too high on the pole. Because you put mama on the same level as pizza or chicken nuggets or football. A volleyball, love, but, but Jesus, Jesus talks to us a little bit different about love, okay? And he helps us understand love on a deeper level, okay? Because it can't mean the same, right? When you say you love pizza and you love mama, you actually can't be meaning the same thing but you use the same word. So, when we, when, we, when we study the Bible, and it's important to study the Bible because the Bible teaches us a whole lot of things that we really need to know, okay? And we look at what Jesus taught, and we hear his words because in his words, we heard, hear, heard Jesus say, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And we heard Jesus say, do to others or treat others as you would have them treat you, okay? It's important for us to understand what Jesus is talking about because he's using this word love, okay? But in Jesus' language, he spoke in Hebrew, and the word in Hebrew is the word Apha. right? Okay? All right, so that's what he would have used, and that's what the Torah would have talked about because what he's quoting from is the first uh, five books of the Bible in Deuteronomy, the chapter 6, and we read that earlier, all right? And he said, you shall love Adva, okay? But when you get to another language, which is a cousin language to Hebrew, the Aramaic, the word is Rachma, Okay? Can, can I get some adults to hold my words? I got one up here. Hold that word. Hold that word. Hold that word. Okay. And then it doesn't stop right there. But Jesus taught his disciples to love, right? And so when his disciples began to, to, to when the Bible is written, and when the disciples were preaching and teaching and translating the Hebrew Scriptures, they did not use "afa." They did not use "brahma." They used "agape." Y'all move down, all right? They used "agape" to talk about love. Now, so how did his disciples find out what "agape" meant? They didn't go and get a dictionary. And look up love or look up agape. This is a Bible dictionary. Usually the day when we want to know something, we get a dictionary, and we look up the meaning of the word. Or Google. We don't get dictionaries anymore. Oh, with my phone. Okay. We do Siri. Siri! What does agape mean? Does anybody use Siri? I, I finally learned to use Siri. I want, I want to know something real quick. Siri! Uh, where is this scripture? And Sarah says, this is what I found. So much easier. Technology makes things so much easier, but it makes us lazy. Yeah, technology really makes us lazy, you know. Yeah. But anyhow, that's the way it is, you know. So this is what Jesus' disciples did. When they wanted to know what Jesus meant by agape, they just didn't say love. They didn't use the other languages because they were lo- using Greek. They studied Jesus' life, and they watched the way he lived. They watched the way he t- treated people as he walked and lived before them. And when I read that, I was like, you know, that speaks, a whole, that speaks volumes to us because we don't tend to look at Jesus... Most of the time, we think we know the meaning of words. And we, are, we use the word love. Uh, we use it so casually. Somebody say, I fell in love. You better be careful following because you might hurt yourself. Yeah. yeah. But that's not what Jesus is talking about. When we look at agape, it's important for us to look at Jesus' life and Jesus' story So we can find out like the disciples did what Jesus meant when he said you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart heart meaning will, mind and emotions with all of your affections with all of your strength and then you shall love your who? neighbor. Neighbor you shall love your Neighbor as your God neighbor. Same word love, God neighbor's pointing. Because really, what Jesus is saying is that God and neighbor. Two sides of the the same coin. I thought about making a coin, but I couldn't make a coin, so I just got it. God and neighbor. So Jesus is saying, the way that you really show your love for God is through loving your neighbor, and the way you really love God, the way you really love your neighbor is through the love of God. It's not a separate thing. You can't say that you love God and hate your neighbor. You can't say that you love God and not love your neighbor. Because some of us say, I don't hate them; I just don't. It's both sides, the same coin, God and neighbor. We know John 3.16, right? How many of us know John 3.16? Say it. What does it say? The globe. The earth, the physical earth, who's included? He's dealing with people, right? You and me. I don't know where I am with time, but that's okay. I'm good. I need, I need somebody who will stand and hold this and just keep flipping it back and forth. I need you to listen. I need you to listen. I want an adult. <laughs> but you got to do this now. You got it. All right. Not that fast. Y'all with me? You with me? Okay. All right. I want to think God and neighbor, God and neighbor, God and neighbor. And so when we look at the teachings of Jesus, now remember when his disciples wanted to understand agape, they looked at his life and they looked at his teachings. Okay? So when you look at Jesus' life and you hear Jesus says, you should love your neighbor as yourself, He even takes it a step further. He said, and you shall love your enemies. He said, you shall love those people you can't stand. That's the way we say, I can't stand him. I can't stand her. But what does God say? Hold it up. Agape. Agape, which is a sacrificial love. You know, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about how I feel. Jesus' enemies, he called them hypocrites because they taught one thing and they did another. And Jesus' enemies fought against him. He called them hypocrites and he attacked their hypocrisy. But you know what Jesus did? Jesus did not try to destroy them. Jesus allowed them to destroy him. Jesus allowed them to crucify him. But God had a purpose in it. The same God that we say we love has a purpose in telling us to agape not just our neighbor, but even our enemies. I should have had a sign that says enemies. People we just can't stand. And children, sometimes, sometimes children, we say, I can't stand her. Let me tell you what young people are doing. You know, older people should have better sense. You know, when you start getting a little bit older, you know, and you start having little boyfriends and girlfriends, and then somebody else seems to be like they're interested in your boyfriend or your girlfriend, then you're ready to fight them. (laughs) Guess what? That person doesn't belong to you. Now you hating somebody about somebody that doesn't even belong to you. But, you know, we get into these things because we forget what God has said that we are to agape people. And there is never a time that we as Christians should not agape people. Love God and neighbor, both sides of the same coin, and now we look at, at Jesus. What did Jesus do for us? He died on the cross. He allowed his enemies to kill him. Could Jesus have avoided that? He's God. He could have done anything. The scriptures even say he could have called 10,000 angels to his, to his defense. But he submitted to that because there was a purpose in it. Now, to make this short and sweet, when we begin to understand what God is teaching us, okay, what God is teaching us about loving God, neighbor, and even loving our enemies, same side, both sides of the same coin, there are three things that we need to know. And I'm going to give you these three things, and I want you to catch them, all right? Number one, Christian faith. Christian faith involves trusting that at the center of the universe, there is a being, there is God, okay, who is overflowing with love, for this world, this God that we're talking about, Jehovah, he is overflowing with love at the center of the universe. Okay? There is nothing that he tells us to do that we are incapable of doing if we trust him because our faith is in him. And we have to remember that it is not about us. Yeah, people treat us wrong. People, people hurt us. But it is still not about us. It's about God. It's about God. So many times in the church, people people just, they, they, get, they get offended because somebody has done something to them, but it's not about you. It's about God. What glorifies God? So what does he expect of us? Point number two, that the purpose to human of existence is to receive and this is where we fall, this is what we fall short. We don't receive this agape. We say we do, but we don't receive it. So our purpose is to receive the agape, to receive the love of Jesus or the love of God that has come to us through Jesus Christ. When I receive Jesus' love, God is love. All right? And Jaden quoted the scripture, "Be transformed through the renewing of your mind. So when I receive the love of Jesus, transformation takes place. It changes the way I think. It changes the way I deal with people because transformation is taking place in my life. It doesn't remove offense, but we have to deal with offense. It doesn't remove hurt and pain. We're, we're human beings. We're going to hurt and pain. We're going to have hurt. We're going to have pain. We're going to cry sometimes. But remember, we receive the love of Jesus, so this puts it in a different perspective. And the third thing, this is what we, this is, con- this country we're to give back that love. Creating an environment. You see, the devil has created an environment of hate. The devil has created an environment of, of offense. The devil has created an environment of being caught up in what I want what I want to do and all my selfishness and what makes me look good. Brothers had read our devotion over, I think it was this morning, you would have read about that because Samson was thinking about what made him look good. wasn't about what made Samson look good. It was about God. Even in my life, I've been hurt by people because I looked at it wrong. I was thinking about me and I forgot about God and what God has called me to do. So then, so then, and I know this is challenging, and I know there are some people in their minds, they're fighting this. Well, I don't have to do this. But if I submit to God, I have to do this. So, so then, we are to create an environment of other-focused, self-giving love. Other-focused, self-giving love. Let no man think more highly of himself than he ought to think. But think soberly as God has dealt to every person a measure of faith. So as I think soberly, as I think level-headedly, I'm thinking about my brother. I'm thinking about my sister. But you know, when I look at the life of Jesus, Jesus didn't just deal with my brother and my sister. Jesus dealt with poor, hurting people. Jesus dealt with people who couldn't do anything for him. There's some people right now that some of us are dealing with. They can't do anything for us. God said "Give to them." God says, "Love them." There's some people in your family you need to love. You need to love them. You need to stop hating. And you, if you're a Christian, I'm talking to adults now. If you are a Christian, there's some folk in your family. Even there may be some other people. As hard as it may be, you gotta love them with the love of Jesus because it's not about you. We are to create an environment of other-focused, self-giving love. And when we do that, God turns this thing around and begins to show us his love in magnificent ways. Ways that we could never experience or create on our own. Love. Love. Let's stand.